Hi, everyone. This hey is folks. Alex. And this is Zach. We want to make one thing very clear uh, to any listeners of this show. Uh, black lives matter. All black lives matter. We stand with you. We stand with the protesters. We love you. We care about you. Stay safe out there and enjoy the show. Rotten cabbages? What kind of slum do you think this is? Hey friends, it's time for another episode of this podcast that we do. The podcast, you know the one. The the one the podcast? Uh wait, uh a podcast, you say? It's it's one that we do. We've been doing it for all of nine weeks. Yep. I'm Zach. <laughs> and I'm Alex. And this is My Cabbages! An Avatar podcast. Oh no, my cabbages! An update. So last week. I presented everyone with a challenge. I Oh yeah, the secret the secret challenge. I cried from the rooftops. I sent out carrier pigeons, owls. Not a single person has yet to email us at mycabbagecast at gmail.com. Uh and therefore the no walk stuffed cabbage secret family recipe will remain in the vault. <laughs> Uh, so no, if you have, uh, a, something that you want to hear on the show, some constructive feedback, a joke, uh, some fan trivia that there's, we perhaps didn't know. Maybe um, there's a bit that you love that you want to hear us do more of, or there's a, a certain episode that you liked the format of and you want to see it repeated. We just want to make the show better. So let us know. Send us an email. Twitter has been an actually pretty positive space for us. Twitter's been great. We were loving hanging out on Twitter, talking to other Avatar fans, talking to Time Lord IRL. Twitter, uh, at CabbageCast. We just know people listening, and we want to hear from them. We, if you guys want to reach out to us, if not, hey, if you want to be a passive listener and just listen, I totally get it. That's totally cool. We don't, we're not pressuring anyone to contact us. So, uh, with that being said, you wanna, babe, what's, uh, what's this episode? I'm ready to get to it. This is Avatar, The Last Airbender, Book One Water, Episode Nine, The Waterbending Scroll. So we open on Aang and the gang, and we see this wonderful, beautiful, natural establishing shot uh, of some pretty precarious looking mountains. Yeah, they're they're like the floating mountains from the other avatar. I you read my mind. Mm-hmm. So Sokka's driving. Yeah. Aang is, Aang is pacing. He's pacing aboard a giant sky bison like a crazy person. He is pacing worse than my cat when she sees a bird outside. <laughs> Our cat. Yes. Yes. I will bear that evil with you. So Aang is pacing and Sokka is like, what's bugging you anyway? What are you worried about, Aang? And Aang's like, I'm worried about all of it. Are you kidding? Like, all this shit I gotta do? I haven't even started it. And like, the midterm is literally tomorrow. Oh, uh, that's what you get for procrastinating, Aang. Yeah. Uh, if I recall correctly, when they've got found the Northern Air Temple, that's when Aang just busts out this map. He's like, and we're gonna yeah. go here. Then we're gonna go see the elephant Look, koi. And then- It's fine. We yeah. got plenty of time to, you know, figure out this whole avatar business. Let's go ride some koi fish. I mean, he's he's taking an Aladdin approach to this. He's like, I'm going to show y'all you the world, y'all. So 
Sokka is not helping. He's like, You pretty much mastered airbending, and that only took you 112 years. Well, you sure you can finish the other one in, the other ones in a summer? No big deal. But Aang is clearly on the verge of having some kind of stress-induced attack. Katara tries to calm Aang down, and she's like, Don't worry, I can, te- I can teach you the basics. I, you know, I don't know a lot, but <laughs> I actually know a lot. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the most... I'm the most expert waterbender in my village, okay? Katara volunteers faster than Hermione Granger when Snape first encounters Harry Potter in potions class. Can you tell me the difference between uh, Wolfsbane and... <laughs> and dog's puss. <laughs> um, and Hermione's hand is <laughs> about to shoot... Off. I think it might be dislocated yeah. from from her body. That's how quickly exorcism. That's how quickly Katara volunteers to help with this. She is tripping over herself to express her superiority in a thing over someone. Under the guise of being helpful. Yeah, and Sokka's like, well, great. And we can find some puddle for you guys to splash around in. Nice puddle. Cute waterfall. <laughs> Go bending waterfalls. Just stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to. Now they will learn that lesson uh, very succinctly later on. But right now, uh, they find this beautiful waterfall. It's posh. It's sweet. It clearly looks like some kind of tourist trap. It's so beautiful. But Katara's like, great. Here we go. And, uh, and they arrive, and Sokka has this look of pure disdain on his face. He is like, this looks like a fucking Earth Kingdom postcard. Someone's going to find this place, you idiots. And Katara and Aang are just like, <gasps> eyes are all twinkling. I, yeah, they definitely have hard eye emojis. Mm. And uh, Appa appreciation moment here. Oh, yeah. Appa, I, I keep forgetting how much Appa loves water. He loves water. Appa is a giant dog. Doggo. He he's he's Puck. Yeah, he he really really is though. So it reminds me every time Puck sees a giant body of water, the lab and him, he just runs straight up into it and is like, "I'm a dog. This is the happiest moment of my doggo life." Yeah, Appa's that and just but does a does yeah. an Appa flop. Yeah, Appa's like airball. <laughs> so then Sokka is like. All right, well, what can I do? And Aang goes, oh, what are you, some non-bender trash? Here, here's a twig. You can go scrape out my fucking sky bison's toes. And Sokka takes it, and he's it's like, so I have to do manual labor while you all splash around and, like, have a great time? I'm supposed to be hard at work picking mud out of a giant bison's feet? Mud and bugs! And Sokka goes, bugs, huh? Snatches it. He's like, all right. But only because there's bugs. <laughs> Sokka's into it. He's he's down. He's like, yeah, whatever. I think Sokka here intentionally tried. He's like, hey, I want nothing to do with what they're doing. Because anything that involves bending, Sokka's immediately, nah, fam, I'm out. Every time you play with magic water, I get soaked. And so it's probably, he probably catastrophizes a little bit. He's like, oh, I like you know, make it a big deal. Like, oh, I have to do this. <laughs> then they'll be like, yep, go ahead. And then I, I mean, I get to spit here and just chill and have a spa day with Appa. Sounds great. It's like uh, Brian Regan's stand-up thing where he's, the trick to being the youngest sibling 
is to just pick the worst option and just select it right off the bat like you wanted it the whole time. Backseat in the middle, my feet on a hump. How much would you, or how many cabbages would you charge for a Sokka spa treatment? Well, that's a good question. We were actually talking about this earlier. Uh, like the currency, the universal currency of Avatar, what everything gets converted back to, we've decided, is cabbages. How how much, it's not how, how many how many copper pieces is a cabbage worth? It's how many cabbages is a copper piece worth? And it's probably somewhere like 0.02 cabbages or something. Copper pieces seem like small potatoes, uh, except that they're not small potatoes. They're like cabbages, but they're not cabbages. They're small potatoes. But they're not small potatoes because they're not like at the bottom they're of the pyramid much. there. They're cabbages. Let me start over. Cabbages so, are cruciferous <laughs> vegetables. <laughs> Three and a half cabbages is I think what Sokka could charge for a service like this. Aang very clearly gave Sokka a task. Okay, this is a mani-pedi and nothing more. Just a simple mani-pedi with a giant hunk of tree. I don't think it was a simple mani-pedi. I think that he probably also massaged his paws and also gave him a good belly rub and you Listen, know got all the knots out of his fur. When you're- I think we only saw it. Like partial because at the by the end of that episode, Appa was looking fresh. Appa always looks fresh. So Zuko is on his boat and he's having a little sparring day with with uh, an intern. Uh, it's probably intern Brian because let's face it, every faceless person on that boat to Zuko is intern Brian. He just says Brian for all of them. Yeah. So there's no. Previous character that was just one. They're all they're all intern Brian. We listen, listen. He doesn't have time to learn people's names right now. In uh, times like this, and I want all of you to know, we are all intern Brian. No one gets their honor back until I do. <laughs> Zuko gets uh, he gets pose shifted into a different pose when the bow tilts a little. Someone's changing our course. And he is so furious that somebody has interrupted his TikTok dance that he charges the captain's quarters and accuses mutiny. What's the meaning of this mutiny? No one told you to change course. Zuko busts in on the intern Brian and it's his poor intern Brian. It's his first day on the helm and they're like, okay, you passed the first 90 days. Uh, this is a plan. You do not deviate from this plan. This is how you steer the ship. Uh, you will be at the helm for no more than 15 minutes just to get a feel for it. And then someone will come and substitute you out and will escalate your, your time, you know, just to get, get a feel for it. And poor intern Brian, like he is so nervous and, you know, his hands are at, uh, apparently it's nine and three now, not 10 and two. I did mm. learn that. So his hands are at nine and three. And uh, let's go of the wheel and home oh in. It's it's not good. What what else could trigger Zuko so so purely as to like he he bust into the to the galley and he's like, who stole my salt? What is this mutiny? And he's just so like people on the ship roll their eyes because Zuko just runs around yelling mutiny all the time. He's just always convinced someone is is scheming against him. Uh. Is he that paranoid though? He sits. He, he sits I see down. Zhao definitely being a mutiny guy. He sits down in the toilet and reaches for the toilet paper, and it's like an empty roll. And he goes, "Who is this? What is this mutiny?" Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I empathize with that Zuko. Yeah, I empathize. So intern Brian, the other intern Brian, is like, 
sitting next to Iroh. He's looking really nervous while Iroh is explaining that, oh, listen, I just I just need to stop at a port. I'm I'm missing my very important lotus tile. Lotus tile for what? For Pi Show. What's Pi Show? It's a game in Avatar that I assume is fictional, but I didn't get a chance to Google it. So great good job calling me out in front of all these people. I don't know. I'm pretty sure Pi Show is a fictional game in Avatar. That's something that I think it's good to admit our lack of knowledge. We do not know if yeah. Pi Show is fictional or We're not experts. something that is, you know, it looks like a mix of Chinese checkers and mahjong maybe mixed with Go. So Zuko, Zuko demands to know what's going on. And Iroh, very sneaky here. Those of you who have not watched ahead and have not like finished the series, honestly, our show has been on the air for for eight weeks now. That's more than enough time to binge all of Avatar. What's taking you so long? Get, uh, get wait, to you it. mean get you haven't it. done that? I, I thought anyway, people the, don't binge watch all of <laughs> Avatar every single week of, of their life. I mean, yeah. So anyway, so we learned later on that Iroh is a part of this secret thing that is known as the white Lotus. I won't get into the details, but we see some very clever messaging here. And thanks to time Lord Iroh for pointing this out to us. But he says that most people think the lotus tile insignificant, but it is essential for the unusual strategy that I am glowing. And he is he's very much nodding at a foreshadow here. And, and it's a really clever pull. It's a very neat little detail. Most people underestimate it. <clears throat> yeah, he even says Izuko. See, you like most people underestimate its value. And he's totally speaking in coded language here. It's very clever. It's well done. Iroh says, I'm lucky to have such an understanding nephew. Uh, and then they off to the port they go because Zuko, he always caves to his, his, his uncle. He can't say no. We cut back and Sokka is, is hard at work scrubbing these things out of Appa's toes. And he's like, Rubber ducky, you're <laughs> the one. You make bath time so much fun. Saka uh, Saka, you're the one. <laughs> I'm Appa, and I can sing now. Of course. <sighs> I'm Appa. Okay. Uh, so Saka's like, you're going to do me after this, Appa. You've got to do me next. I got lots of bugs in between my toes, and I'm going to need all your all your expertise down there. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Appa is clearly dexterous enough to give... Sokka uh, spa treatment. Right, of course. And then Katara is off in the corner trying to teach Aang, and she is very much Hermione Granger in it up. She's all over it. Oh, so it's all in the wrist, and it's uh, Leviosa, not Leviosa. She's like, it took me a few months to pronounce it correctly, so don't feel bad if you don't get it on the first try. And, you know, oh, you just got to push the water like this. And it looks like she's doing the electrics like. Uh, actually, that I think is. I don't know if that's the electric slide or the hustle. Um, I don't know. Both of uh, both of them are, again, dated. Katara looks like she's uh, doing the Dougie. <laughs> <laughs> Katara tries dabbing and doing the Dougie at the same time. It's, it's tricky. She's like. So don't be frustrated if you don't get it right away. Not everybody can become a TikTok star just because they have. 100,000 Instagram followers, Aang. And then Aang comes up and he gets it <coughs> in, in two tries. Hey, I'm bending it already. Wow, I can't believe you got that so quickly. Katara is clearly, oh, 
oh, well, that took me two months. Ank comes in and tries to quickly, you know, he's super slick. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, well, you know what? You had to learn all on your own. And I'm lucky that I, Ang, the Avatar, which has nothing to do with why I can learn so quickly. It has everything 100% to do because I have an amazing teacher. I may have added a little exposition there, but... <laughs> that was that was the glitter that Aang blew up Katara's ass. We do even get a little... Uh, chimes <laughs> as soon as Aang says, I'm lucky enough to have a great teacher. Ding. Yeah, like it's a magic fairy spell. I know, you know, it sounds like Tinkerbell. And every single time that we hear that sounds, a fairy gets her wings, mm-hmm. which is actually quite relevant because, fun fact, folks, Mae Whitman, who is the voice actor for... Katara is also the voice actor for Tinkerbell in all of the Tinkerbell movies. Mm-hmm. Hey, little fella, you want to do some flap flap today? From now on, you're on your own! Which I may or may not have seen all of them and watch in a, a maddening marathon of watching these movies. And guess what? Sorry, I ain't sorry. I think that the, the story is wonderful. So is the music and the character and the world building. And you know what? Changed my mind. She keeps she keeps trying to get me to like watch him. And I just I just always have something to do those days. It's just listen, it's just been a, a scheduling thing. I promise. You are totally laughing. People are going to see you for the cruel <laughs> person that you are. I think it does. It, the film does a lot to build on uh her as a character because i think in the movie you know everyone thought oh tinkerbell is just the cute sexy little fairy you know let's make her wear a short skirt and the way that she's able to she's just you know seduce like the pirates in the in the movie and she has a hot temper and is jealous of wendy because she's gonna steal peter and it's what what no all of these different fairies are like makers and they have active agency in this world and i think it was uh just like my little you love my little pony and hey, don't i don't you, judge you for don't, that don't you dare uh-huh um what 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 i judge myself for Dr. my little pony Hooves? did you She says um, she says this like any of this is gonna make it into the episode, folks. <laughs> oh, if it doesn't, guess what? I will know. <laughs> this is going to see the light of day. God damn it! Listen, I will not be censored. All I was going to say was, how dare you judge me for watching My Little Pony? I judge me for watching My Little Pony constantly. So that pool of my shame is perfect it's just just the way it is <laughs> and then as soon as katara uh teaches ang the second move he immediately the same music that <laughs> plays when he does his whirly gig uh hand jive when he vogues yeah right. the air vogues <laughs> and katara gives is mean mugging him so hard Ugh. 
Then uh, Aang is, ugh, well, how'd I do? Nice work. Though the over-the-head flare was unnecessary. Listen, all I'm saying is, when you took the water and formed it into a football and spiked it against the ground and did a little dance, that, that was uh, excessive. The last move that she knows is like, well, I think I know like this one other thing. But um, it's really hard. It's really hard. You're definitely not going to be able to you do can't, this. Can't. No one will be able to get this. Even I. I've been trying forever. I read Waterbending: A History, and not even I know how to do this insanely complicated and difficult trick. Um, it's forbidden in, in eight different tribes. And she does. She tries to create a wave, and we actually get a glitch here <laughs> at four minutes and fifty-six seconds. Yeah, we, we get this uh, animation bug that I noticed that is a fun little bug. Of course, whenever I point out animation snafus, it's never going to be from a place of criticism. This show is incredible. Uh, its quality is insanely high, and it, it remains high to this day. And the the budgetary and, and timing constraints that these artists were under, I'm sure, were immense. But if we look at this scene here, when she breaks stance, when she's trying to raise the water above her head and she breaks stance, uh, you can see a small piece of her leg and clothes that that stays put as she moves. It's like her after image. It's very strange and weird, and I encourage everybody to pause it there and check it out. I think Katara may have been possessed this episode. <laughs> Maybe she needed exorcism. Maybe that's why she's going after that water swiping that scroll maybe don't don't go don't go swiping water scrolls katara tries gives it her everything and just gets a tiny little bubble that snaps into the puddle and ang meanwhile is like oh you mean like this <laughs> and then it's just like niagara falls up in here and a giant wave Goes through the area and washes Appa and Sokka down river and all of their supplies and... You just practiced our supplies down the river. I think more so Sokka is just, he's like, wait a minute. Are you telling me all this time you could have been practicing waterbending and cleaning Appa at the same time? You didn't need me to sit here and do this. Please. You can give him a bath and you can give him an air dryer. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have no purpose here. Right. Yeah, and this is... Does not sit well with Katara. And this is when we get the first glimpse into Katara's little... She's, well, she's like... So, uh, when I was at art college, there were uh, a lot of people in my class that seemed to just take to new concepts with effortless ease. And it was always so frustrating as someone who had to claw and practice and work and and slowly improve over time. I was definitely not the kind of person that just this all came naturally to my colleague, Will at the time, uh, Will is actually was a background artist for legend of Korra for a number of years. Uh, Will just was he's just so flawless. Everything he brought in was just, ah, uh, look at that perfect art piece up on the critique wall. I bet that one's Will's and it always was. So I, I get, I know what Katara is going through right here. It's frustrating. It is. It is. I felt like that was swimming. I was in growing up and I was, Actually, a very, very good swimmer all the way up until high school. And then when I, like, hit 16, I was already practicing, like, every single day after school. So at that point, I was going to be having to put in even more work. And I'm like, okay, uh, well, this is great. 
But sorry, uh, I ain't going to the Olympics. So right, <laughs> I want to have a teenage life. I didn't take it as hard as Qatar did, but I understand. Like there are other friends though, like that they just like naturally took to swimming and were really, really, really good at it. I was like. Mm. So then we queue to this village, which at, on first glance looks beautiful. It's beautifully drawn. Yeah. It's next to the ocean. It's a port city. I'm like, ooh, intriguing. It incites feelings of adventure. And then the D and D players in us both want to like bring characters into that town and see what adventures are. See what adventures are afoot. Yes, we do. I my pitch is this city is Tortuga, <laughs> just like from Pirates of the Caribbean, because. Uh, spoilers, folks, there be pirates in these waters. It's pirates. You best not be going around disparaging pirate movies because you're in one. <laughs> I would totally love it if you did a, pi- a pirate's montage. I am us! <laughs> See, the pirate king is elected by popular vote. Brave pillage, plunder, and otherwise pill from our Weasley Black Guts. So Aang and Katara and, and Sokka, they're all walking. They're all They're all walking through the market and they see a lot of familiar scenes. We walk by the big hairy leg that uh, is dangling over the bridge. And uh, we, we, they walk by uh, a bunch of people in a jail cell where a dog has the keys and they're they're trying to get the dog to come over and, you know, pirate stuff. Um, They're at a giant feast uh, with mugs of ale. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, where's, where's, where's the rum? Why is the rum gone? Saka's like, this is why I should have invested in Bitcoin. Okay, we lost all of our fucking money when Ang washed it down the river. We got three coins left. We'll just call copper coins because I don't feel like making a cabbage lit. Like, wh- whatever. He's like, we got three cabbages left. I take it back. We're committing to this. It's like, we got three cabbages left. Only three. And Ang's like, actually, we only got two cabbages. Uh, I ate one. And then I stole this cool whistle. <laughs> it doesn't even work. <laughs> well, that's trash. And that's broken. It's You're, broken. Why would you do that? And even Qatar's Aang, no offense, but I should hang on to the cabbages now. And Aang embarrassingly like just has to hand it all, hand it over. Yeah, we we learned that Katara's at least a little bit into Findom. <laughs> yeah, now Katara has to hold on to the money, and Aang's all embarrassed, and they make it their way towards the water, where we see all these lines of boats and we hear a man that's trying to do a good job right. at rhyming or heralding earth fire water nation so long as bargains are your inclination you're welcome here don't be shy come on by our prices are your inspiration listen to my aspiration my ventilation is uh borders on impregnation that's titillation. Listen, if <laughs> I'm done, <laughs> I can't think of any more. So yeah, this guy is is trying to pull a Kaylee from Firefly, but he's not as pretty and he's not as quite as good at it as she is. You don't seem to be looking at the destinations. What you care about is the ships and mine's the nicest. Come and come to my, my magical. But... It's, it's like, yeah, it's his tent at like a craft fair. He's like, come see my curios. Ang's like, Ang's like, what's a curio? Oh, you know, it's 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 a cereal you pour into a bowl. It gets <laughs> can also chase like a honey nut. 
<laughs> it's, and uh, Antique Roach is back. It's, Deal's it's, gonna be bad. It's the other side. It's though. It's the other side mm-hmm. of the Antiques Roadshow, where instead of be, being some very valuable thing, it's like here we have a styrofoam cutout of a monkey painted to look like stone. It seems pretty worthless because it is. It was made last week at a crafts show. We include uh, some gem, plastic gem eyes <laughs> on to make it look authentic and slightly patinaed with... This, this, was a, this is actually a miniature uh, piece of merchandise from a Nickelodeon show from the 90s. And, uh, and then Olmec springs to life and he's like, Hello, Katara. I am Olmec. It looks like you could build a silver monkey. You must run through an obstacle course. I don't remember what happens on the rest of that show. I honestly, well, they're bringing it back. They're they're booting it booting it back up. I hear it. Yeah, I hear it is coming back. So the so then this character comes in, and at first I had trouble placing. I was like, you know what? This guy has this reptile bird or this lizard parrot as a pet. Which, by the way, hashtag pet goals. No, you, that is all you. <laughs> that is your pet, not mine. Mm-mm, don't think so. I think to myself, Rory is a beautiful, perfect little angel of a boy. But if he had more scales, it'd be more metal. <laughs> when this guy, man comes out of the shadows, his first thing it says, I, uh, that's a nice lemur. He's coming on the lemur. Yeah, he just he wants that lemur. <laughs> and I, I mean, I'm like, oh my god, it's Tiger King. <laughs> it's uh, you've got Doc Ansel here. <laughs> it's Doc Ansel as a pirate. Oh, that's I can't. The clearly illegal uh, animal mm. pet that is on his shoulder at all times, even in the interviews. Yeah, that's a mighty fine lemur. <laughs> they still haven't caught on yet, and Katara is just staring into Olmec's eyes. Olmec just keeps. Just keeps pitching her about random obstacle course yeah. challenges. Yeah, we see this. I don't know a library or it's a it's, yeah. We see it. We see a little cubby. Oh yeah, a cubby. A little Great cubby word. zone. It's a little cubby, and it's got it's got all the pirate shoes because they're you know they're that kind of like no shoes in the, oh, in I the wish place. We went back to those days. Uh, so the little little cubby with the shoes and. <laughs> I want to. I want to go back to the days at school when you had a cubby. Uh huh. All, all you your needed. name label on it. All you needed was a cubby. Yeah, someone packed your lunch. Man, life was good. Man, back in the day, you now, had designated nap time. Now we're gonna see some high profile like country western singer that's trying to cash in on nostalgia. All you needed was a cubby for your shoes and your simple life. All you needed was a cubby. Um. We now uh, come to the conclusion of our commentary on the word cubby. Um, in this cubby is a very interesting scroll. It is a sort of a, a, a quest MacGuffin, if you will, this waterbending scroll that has these advanced techniques on it. And Katara sees this scroll and her first thought is, of course not, hey, I could help the Avatar on his quest to master all the elements. She thinks... Check it out. If I master these before Aang, I'll have something more to to instruct him about. So Katara's like, "Hey, where'd you where'd you get this?" Uh, and immediately Steve the pirate's like, "Let's just say I got it up north at a most reasonable price, free." He just fucking he just like pl- whips out his balls and plops them down on the table. And it's just like, "Yeah, we stole it. 
What up? And Taka then he has his ice tea moment. Is like, wait, so <laughs> there is a boat, and you have a reptile bird as a pet in weird accents. You mean, and that guy has a peg leg, and <laughs> and you have an eye patch, and. <laughs> And a pirate keeps and saying. And a funny hat. And the, the rum's gone. <laughs> the rum's gone. And pet reptile birds? You guys are pirates. Wait, way to go, Sokka. You. You cracked the code. You did. No one else could figure it out. <laughs> it's just everyone was just rolling. It was just dumping their perception checks over and over. The DM just kept being like, hey, roll me another perception check. Uh, three. Uh, all right. You don't, you don't notice anything strange. Four. Two. Oh, a 15. They're fucking pirates. They're pirates. <laughs> oh, hey, gang, they're pirates. I prefer the term high-risk traders. Yeah, high-risk traders. Doc Antle <laughs> says, you know what? If you are gonna, if you want that scroll, all it's going to cost you is 200 cabbages. He's like, or the lemur. Does it have paperwork? I don't care if it has paperwork. It doesn't matter. And me. then at, at, Momo actually hisses, yeah. no, it's not for sale. Aang turns to the gang and he's like, don't worry, guys. I got this. Pirates love to haggle. He, he, I contest to you, becomes a Hermione Granger about pirates. He's like, I read a book about pirates once. It was pirates, a history. Water bending for dummies. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, scroll. so he walks up to the, sc- oh yeah, <laughs> he walks up and he's trying to haggle for water bending for dummies. He's like, how about one copper piece? And <laughs> the pirate, it, he's not doing well on Pawn Stars, okay? His Pawn Stars trip is up. Chumley is not having any of it. Ooh, no. <laughs> Ch- Ch- I gotta, he's like, I gotta make a, he's got, I gotta make a profit too. He's like, Listen, it's gonna sit on my shelf. It's a scroll. Not many people here even water bend. At this point, he's pissed. Yeah. No, okay. I'm you're you're insulting me. So, right. uh, bye, Felicia. GTFO. <laughs> GTFO. My party is your hoe. <laughs> this guy really isn't like GTFO. It's like uh, Katara, who is like, hey guys. Uh, actually, yeah. Uh, can we leave? Like, because all of a sudden is like, we 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 gotta go. Can we can we leave and, and walk away from this place at, a, at the briskest pace possible without sprinting? Okay, thanks. Let's go. They're walking away, and and then like gets hard. What 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 the what the why why did why did we have to get that? out? And then she flashes them the <laughs> like the water scroll. They're like, whoa, whoa, man, what are you doing? Like with those, like put that away. <laughs> put that thing away. They're like children here. The pirates are like, hey guys, and Ang goes, well. Look who came to their senses as if being like, see, I know pirates. Pirates then are just running after them. And all of a sudden, all of Tortuga is chasing after uh, these kids. Yeah, they are running through the market uh, like a bunch of Scooby-Doo villains chasing <laughs> after the kids. Scooby-Dooby-Doo, where are you? We need some help from you now. This chase scene is super energetic and super exciting. And it's it's a great time. Uh we- we get a scene where Aang jumps over uh, a certain cart. Th- that cart has the most precious of earthly goods on it. One of the four elements of our show. Cabbages. It's the Cabbage Man, folks. What kind of slum do you think this is? 
The surprisingly knowledgeable merchant of cabbage. Cabbage! He's back. He's in Tortuga this time. The cabbage man. So uh, Aang jumps over this cart and shoots this wind wave back at the cart, which we have to assume is to block the path of the pirates so that they can get away. But it definitely reads as Aang looking back and being like, oh, fuck this guy again. My cabbages. Aang, this I man mean, has been through enough. I don't know if Aang saw that it was this cabbage <laughs> being. In okay. destroying this uh, industrious businessman's property, Aang remembers the first two rules of our podcast. Uh, rule number one, bend air. air. Rule, rule number, number two, two don't, don't bend. Don't, don't not bend, bend air. <laughs> two rules that could be one rule. Like Fight Club. What's Fight Club? I, I've already broken the first two rules. And as they're running running away, and they somehow get away, this I have a hard time believing Aang just like, come on, guys, grab on. And he whips around his glider like a whirly gig, and they just all three flow up like, like Charlie and the and <laughs> Willy Wonka and Uncle uh what was his uncle? I don't remember the uncle's mm. name. Like, no, Grandpa Gra- Grandpa Rick. L- l- listen, listen here, Charlie. We gotta go to this fucking chocolate factory. I'm pretty sure this guy's some sort of interdimensional demon or something. I'm I'm your dong, your granddad. Thank goodness I've I've been in that bed for years, uh, Charlie. So yeah, so so he like takes off like dog copter. And he just <laughs> Sokka is like, what the hell, man? You just endangered all of our lives just for some stupid. And Sokka is at all points like I'd say sixty percent right and forty percent shitty about it. <laughs> He's like. You put all of our lives in danger just so you could learn some stupid, fancy splashes. Sokka, that's downplaying it a little bit. We've established that Aang, this time is crucial. <laughs> the, all, the whole fate of the world is at stake. Katara is now trying to justify, once they've made it to safety, trying to justify yeah. why she she took this. She's like, they stole it from the water tribe. It's not theirs. Like, I'm just... I'm just a borrowing it and B I'm going to take it back to where it rightfully belongs. Like, I'm reacquiring our culture, Sokka. I, for one point, I, I agree with her. I think She's um, not wrong. piracy is a associated with colonial imperialism. And I think one thing that our country, as many as many other colonial entities uh, had to deal with getting their, cultures stolen and put in museums and putting on display for the white man to come by and uphold. And I studied a lot of this in college with anthropology. And actually um, there's a really good book um, that I'll put into the show notes. It's called Skull Wars that people should check out. And I think Katara makes a good point. Like she is just taking back to her or what she feels is actually rightfully belongs to her. Yeah. And and Sokka's not really mad that she stole the waterbending scroll. He's mad that she, without thinking and without communicating her plan to anyone else on the team, put all of their lives in danger so that she could get this thing that she wanted. And to him, Again, Mr. Practical, all he is worried about is keeping them all alive. Yeah, but I also question Katara's motivation here because yeah. she uses this to, to justify her taking it back. The the bigger argument she makes for stealing the water scroll is 
I'm, I did it for Aang, for his journey. He's learning all the elements and he's got to work hard and he needs to know stuff that I can't teach him. But really, that's not why she stole the water scroll. She stole it because she wants to get, she wants to have one up on Aang. She, Katara thinks that being selfish is okay as long as you can convince yourself that it's for someone else. Zuko has had enough. He's like, did, they, did you find your stupid tile? And I was like, no, but I found some other great stuff. And Zuko's like, what do you mean? And he's like, only thing better than finding something you were looking for is finding something you weren't looking for at a great bargain. Just this parade of items that Iroh bought. I think Iroh, he definitely has an, uh, probably a QVC problem. Yeah, he he's, just is constantly, he watches Shark Tank all the time and then like orders everything that he, he sees. <laughs> He sees all this stuff and he partakes in his favorite activity, retail therapy. He buys a bunch of stuff and he gets the Sungi horn. And Zuko's like, why did you get a Sungi horn? And Iroh's like, ah, it's for karaoke night on the ship. Saturdays, karaoke nights. And Zuko is, uh. We're going to rent a room. I told you, Iroh, I don't want to do karaoke nights. And he's like, you'll do karaoke nights or I won't teach you any more tricks. And yeah, Zuko's like, all right, fine. Who's going to do the summer nights duet with me? <laughs> I need someone to say who, 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 when I ask who let the dogs out. <laughs> I do have a quick question here. Yeah. yeah. Iroh, when they're looking for, oh, well, it's like me in the store. If, like, I have to look on every single rack. But I was like, wait, we got to look at these ships. And oh, this one, this one right here. This looks promising. All these boats look the same. How does this look promising? There is nothing special that sets this boat apart, Iroh. Please, how does it, does it have a magical glowing aura that we can't see here? Iroh just has, he can see spirits and he can see bargains. So he walks, they walk into this shop and Iroh is immediately drawn to the same monkey that Katara sees. And it's once again, Olmec is sitting on the shelf and Iroh's like, Oh, that is handsome. Wouldn't it look magnificent in the galley? And Olmec's like, Handsome, eh? Well, hello there, T-Man. You're not too bad yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you would look fine in my galley. <laughs> I would love to put you through my obstacle course, old man. The eyes don't move on the Olmec statue, so just one of them blinks out for a second, and we we register that as a wink. Zuko puts the kibosh on the Olmec purchase, unfortunately, and uh, one of the pirates comes in, and he's like, ah, we lost that girl and that monk she was with. And Zuko, because he can't fathom that there'd be a, a girl and a monk together, and he's, he's not wrong, but he is profiling a bit. He's like, this monk, was he dressed like the Avatar? <laughs> Always asking the one hundred dollar questions. Yeah, yeah. He's like, was he orange? <laughs> Did he have tattoos? Aang at one point is like, I used to look up to pirates. It's like Aang, what? Why? Why were pirates your role models? You know, <laughs> thanks again, Tyler Lord Iroh, because yep, they're one hundred percent against Airbender philosophy. Aang is like, pirates are so cool. I bet none of them would clean their room in over a hundred years. Whoa. <laughs> Katara is learning this new move and Aang is holding the scroll for her. And 
Sokka is, of course, you know, he's, he's Ribbon or hardcore. He can't keep his mouth shut. He's like, you've been duped. She's only interested in teaching herself. Aang will get his turn once I figure out the water whip. So Katara blows her lid. She gets super frustrated and uh, she, she spouts off at Aang. She's like, well, why don't you just take your superior bending skills and throw them in the trash or whatever with this water bending scroll? She tosses it on the ground and we cut over and we see, uh, see a little trembly lip. Aang is... He's very upset. He's he's been uh, his feelings have been hurt, and Katara realizes it right away. And to her credit, she's oh my god, I'm so sorry, Ang. Here, take the scroll. I don't want anything to do with it anymore. It, it's turned me into a monster. Nighttime comes, and uh, again, thank you, Time Lord Iroh, for pointing this out. But the fire is like still going, and they're being very irresponsible by just going off into the forest and. Katara no, no, pays no mind to what could potentially happen with said fire and what would happen if the forest said fire. Heibai would be very upset with you. It's true. It's very uh, true. Remember, only you can prevent forest fires. And she can't quite figure it out. She's getting really frustrated. And in fact, her frustration is boiling over so intensely that she draws the Fire Nation right to their location. Zuko's all, hello, puppet. <laughs> I'll save you from the pirates. Sokka's waking Aang up, and he's like, Aang, Aang, it's Katara. She took the scroll. She went off to practice again. Can you believe that, girl? It's ridiculous. Good nerve. And then they get into a fight. Why would they want to get into a fight? They, what is there to fight about? I mean, pirates. Sokka busts up these um, these pirates. They throw, like, a, a a net at Aang, and Sokka grabs his boomerang, and he charges. He's a real baller. He looks, he's totally fearless, which is a great quality to have. It's just... Being good at fighting is another good quality to have. He doesn't have that quality. Someone has gotten kidnapped every single episode <laughs> true. of Avatar this far, except for the first episode. Episode two, and gets kidnapped by the Fire Nation. Episode three, uh, Zuko and Zuko and Iroh get taken into custody by Commander Zhao. Episode four. Uh, they, Aang and the gang get kidnapped by the Avatar, uh, or the, by the, by the Kyoshi, Kyoshi Warriors. warriors. Yep. Uh, episode five, they get kidnapped by, or, Boomy. they get imprisoned by Boomy. Episode six impr- is imprisoned. And episode seven, Iroh gets taken by the Earth Kingdom. Uh, Sokka gets taken by the Hey Bye Bye Spirit. And then, uh, last episode, uh, while Aang is inside the, the temple. Everyone gets taken. Uh, everyone gets taken. So, uh, now here we are. So they're all, uh, at a, at a good old fashioned standoff. And this is where Sokka rolls a stroke of genius. He starts pitting the forces against one another. It's like, don't you know, this guy's the avatar. He's worth a pretty penny. I mean, you should, you should get on this, this shit. This is... This is primo money, way more than yet that dumb scroll is worth. And Zuko's like, don't even bother. He's trying to split us apart. Doesn't take long for them all to turn on each other. We get an epic battle scene. Uh, Katara uh, is then rescued by Momo. And uh, apparently from begging rescued, uh, you say that you now owe Momo a whole bushel of apples. <laughs> That's a shit ton of apples. Katara, I'm not sure if you know how much a bushel is. I did it. I looked it up. Google, 48 pounds of apples. 
That's how much a fucking bushel is. So what is Momo going to do with 48 apples? And also, where are they going to get 48 like pounds of apples? And then where are they going to store it? Like, that's a lot for poor Appa. He's already carrying around everyone else's luggage. Yeah, he doesn't need a bunch of apples that he's not even able to eat. Uh, so they, they start a game of keep away with the scroll as the action picks up, tossing it to each other. I think at one point the parrot gets it and then Momo steals it from the parrot and then they steal it back. And there's a, a big old it's hot potato, big old hot potato game. And then a fight cloud forms, a, f- a physical cartoon fight cloud, complete with complete with fists and and feet sticking out of it in random times, like in like in good old Peanuts days. Ang does this wily e. coyote bit where he he goes, Saka, follow the sound of my voice, and he psh, gets all the smoke to go away, and everyone's pointing spears at him. They're taking Sokka to Isengard because I immediately here am flashing back when Sokka is sitting here with his hands bound and he starts like taking his hands and trying to cut him against the knife. It's like immediately like uh, in the second Lord of the Rings when Merry and Pippin are caught by the Urkai. It looks like Water Tribe's back on the menu, boys. They're taking Sokka to Isengard. To Isengard? To Isengard. God, 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 God. He and Sokka jump out of the cloud and, uh, oh, look, what would it be? Providence in the form of a ship that they can commandeer. Two waterbenders can take care of this and they start, oh, they're so cute, mm-hmm. bending water together. Look at them working together and stuff. So they steal the ship. It's it's Grand Theft Aqua and they're plowing down the, down the river. Katara, this entire episode was just giving me Gollum vibes with this whole water scroll. She'd be like, my precious. And it's just sitting there like, it wasn't the monkey talking to her. Let's be real. Yeah. That scroll was giving off some, uh, some, yeah, some, some, some major vibes. So the pirates take Zuko's ship and the two, the two, the Zuko and the lead pirate are arguing and Iroh goes, Are you so busy fighting? You cannot see your own ship has set sail. Zuko's like, Enough with the proverbs, Uncle. And are we to assume that Zuko just thinks that everything that Iroh says is a proverb? He's like, he's like, do your chores or they will go undone. All right, Iroh, enough with your proverbs. I'll get I'll get to sweeping the floor. Maybe it should be a proverb. And then as they're uh, battling on this boat, we get a bunch of crazy characters. My particular favorite out of the pirate gang uh, was the pirate with the heart tattoo. The pirate with the heart tattoo. Yeah, that's the um, that's his cutie mark. My Little Pony style. He's that's he's really good at love. Oh, that are the cutie marks the things. Yes, it is a totalitarian regime that uh, has zero, <laughs> zero flexibility. I know Twilight really. Sparkle was out to get everyone. Yeah. Wait, wait, is that the name of a pony? That is the name of a pony. Hell yeah! I just made something up and I got it right. You, you nailed it. Katara does does a water whip. She does a she does the thing, and Ang is like, "Hey, you did that water whip!" And Katara's like, "Thanks for noticing." It sounds like a ride at the country state fair. The water whip. The water whip. Hey, make sure you wear your swim trunks, okay? We're going on the water whip later. This is just a very confusing episode, cause, like, towards the end here. Yeah, then, a like, lot happens in these last five Momo, minutes. Momo then tangles the pirate lizard that's flying after him in the flag, yeah. and... We had all these quick succession resolutions to fights that started, like, a few minutes ago. 
There's a there's a scene where it's where a guy tosses Sokka into the sail and he hits the sail, he falls, and then the person just goes, That's good. That's good. So good! Her cheerleader, so and so, what's her face? Her uh, tattoo pirate! <laughs> They're about to go over the waterfall. So Aang blows on his irresponsible purchase whistle. He's blowing, he goes to blow the whistle, and some guy sneaks up behind him as he's blowing the whistle, and Sokka pelts him overboard. And he's like, What's wrong with you? You're still just you're still hooked on this whistle? You're playing you're playing you're in flute practice while we're trying to fight off these pirates? I guess Iroh finally found his woodwinds. Yeah. He may nailed it for, for music night. Aang and Katara do another collaborative waterbend. They hold the ship at bay, and then boom, Zuko's ship comes crashing into him. It's bad. Uh both of these ships pretty much go over the falls almost instantly. People fall off the decks. It's it's very harrowing. It probably adds qu- quite a few more murders onto a murder count, but it's, it's not directly the gang's fault. So we'll let him off the hook here. Appa comes in right right at the last minute. Heard the whistle. Is on his way. Swoops in. Catches the gang out of the sky. And they make a daring escape as Zuko watches his ship and the pirate ship go over the falls and uh, explode. Explode. So it turns out that the lotus tile was in Iroh's sleeve the whole time, which is another foreshadowing to his clever little manipulation of people in power and stuff. Also, it seems like these pirates are dead. I don't know if they're dead or not. It seems like they're dead. Um, I what? Someone throws something at them, and then it just bounces off the guy's face and zero. Zuko throws the lotus tile. Oh He's yeah, so furious. Throws the lotus tile. It bounces off this guy's head, and there is no reaction. No. And then in the final seconds of the episode, they're riding away on Appa after he's gotten all of his uh, maintenance done, spa day, looking super fly. Sokka goes before handing the water scroll over to Katara. So what did we learn? (laughs) Stealing is bad. She's like, stealing is bad. And she snatches away and she's like, unless it was stolen first, then it's cool. Then it's metal. Stealing is metal. What? Hey, babe, I think that's time again. It's time for experience points? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Uncle, do you realize what this means? I won't get to finish my game. Shouldn't there be a board or some pieces or something to jangle? I won Dungeons and Dragons, and it was advanced. Evil? Or maybe chaotic neutral? The Demogorgon! We're deep shit. You've been shot by an arrow. Ow! Well, there'd be penalties to her experience if she acted out of alignment. This is going to be a snappy experience points because we're trying to get out of here, folks. So experience points is where we assign critical fails and critical successes to people in the episode. We give little nominations. My crit success for uh, is totally Appa. Appa wins for oh, yeah. uh, coming in uh, right in on the clutch. Like Swooping that, yeah, that saving all those people. I don't want to even know how many uh, roles had to go. I mean, that was more... Then in a nat 20, like he rolled and then he rolled to confirm it and got another nat 20. Yeah, that's that's the kind of role that's very, very special. My crit success this episode is Sokka. They're on a crazy standoff. It looks like they've captured Aang and Aang is about to be handed over to Zuko. What's he going to do? He's going to fucking he's going to manipulate these fucks with words. He rolls a diplomacy check and he crushes it. He figures exactly how to manipulate these people. I, I almost said bluff, but he doesn't lie. He mm-hmm. says, this guy's the avatar. He's worth more than some dumb water scroll, which is absolutely true. 
hope so. And Sokka just uses facts to totally spin this around, create chaos, and escape. My crit fail this episode was Katara. <laughs> Katara is out in the middle of the night trying to practice water scroll stuff during the dead of night while everything is silent, and she is making a lot of noise. Why? You're trying to be hidden and discreet, and you're sitting there making noise. My crit fail this episode is Katara for her... Bl- or maybe even the whole gang for just falling asleep with their campfires still lit. Yeah. How irresponsible. That's really bad. They were nothing from their time with Hey Bye a few episodes ago. Hey, Hey Bye. I got you. I got you, bro. Hey Bye is Bay. Hey, Bay Bay. So next episode is. Oh. So next episode is. Oh. One, two, three, take my hand and come to three because you look so, so fine that I really want to make you my So, uh, the Jet episode, uh, next time on Avatar The Last Airbender, Aang, Katara, and Sokka have their friendship tested by a charismatic rebel leader who is fighting against the Fire Nation. Ooh, dreamy, even. Well, that sounds very exciting, folks. We'll, we'll Cliffhanger. Be, we'll be here with another episode of My Cabbages for you in just a week's time. If you want to talk to us, we're always always available, always open to chat. We're at CabbageCast on Twitter. And we're, well, that sounds very exciting, folks. We'll, we'll Cliffhanger. Be, we'll be here with another episode of My Cabbages for you in just a week's time. If you want to talk to us, we're always, always available, always open to chat. We're at CabbageCast on Twitter. And we're my, my cabbage, my cabbage cast at gmail.com. That's our show, folks. I'm Zach. I'm Alex. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. He's in love.